1: Hello everyone and welcome to today's Independent Travel Podcast with me, Simon Calder. Of course, we are all feeling sad today, having learnt yesterday evening of the loss of the Queen. And I've been reflecting on what an extraordinary career she had in terms of travel. Bear in mind that When she ascended to the throne in February 1952, the jet age had yet to begin. There had been no opportunity for people to fly as a passenger on a jet aircraft. Now, that would change within weeks of her becoming Elizabeth II with a flight on the Comet with the British Airways' predecessor, BOAC, from London to Johannesburg. On the railways, third class still existed, though that would be scrapped four years later. And the idea in 1952 that really any significant proportion of her subjects would ever go abroad on holiday seemed simply preposterous. Yes, about 18 months earlier, there had been the first all-inclusive package holidays launched to the Mediterranean. That was a one-week trip from Gatwick to Calvi on the beautiful island of Corsica. But the price of that, 32 pounds 50 at the time, um, that was equivalent to over a thousand pounds today. So simply out of reach of many people. And by the end of Queen Elizabeth's reign, British citizens enjoyed enormous mobility. And it's heartening that her final act of many in launching transport innovations was opening the Elizabeth Line beneath central London, which she did in May 2022. She, of course, was An extraordinary traveller herself. Queen of the skies, I will call her. She flew and sailed far further than any other head of state in history. I believe she visited 117 countries. Her favourite, at least in terms of the number of visits, seems to have been France, which she went to six times um, and she spoke fluent French the way that she travelled was interesting too. Of course she had access to the Queen's flight. Sometimes she would charter British Airways jets. There was one that flew her on the 29th of October 2011 from Perth non-stop to London Heathrow and that was a route that would become commercially possible only in 2018 with Qantas flying her and worth saying that she frequently flew on Qantas as well as British Airways and its predecessors BEA and BOAC. She also for example flew on Air New Zealand in of course first class but alongside economy class passengers in the back of the plane. Of course she was embarking on a world tour in January 1952 she flew out to Kenya arrived there on the 1st of February and she actually returned less than a week later on the BOAC Argonaut aircraft as Queen um, as the monarch she opened all kinds of uh, things <laughs> airports of course 1958, she opened Gatwick Airport, the world's first modern terminal that's fully integrated with road and rail. It still is. If you're at the South Terminal, there's quite a lot that was there in 1958. Uh, 1966, she opened Glasgow Airport. Um, And of course, 2008, nothing to do with her. She opened Heathrow Terminal 5, and it wasn't her fault that when passengers actually started using it a couple of weeks later, the operation quickly unraveled in an extraordinarily embarrassing time for British Airways, but of course not for the Queen. A year after she opened Glasgow Airport, by the way, she launched and named the QE2, now a floating hotel in Dubai. And really interesting that uh, uh place to go if you ever get a chance it is an absolute snapshot of cutting-edge design in the late 20th century in the uk i've have visited there and i would urge you to do the same talking of which she um a year later went on the Hovercraft from Southampton to Cowes, and that was the first same year that we saw the Channel crossing by a car carrying hovercraft take place. That that was the Princess Margaret still flying 30 years later, but not anymore, I'm afraid. Then 1969, she opened the Victoria Line in London. Um, of the many transport innovations that happened while she was on the throne. 1977 the year of her silver jubilee she flew on Concorde for the first time bear in mind it had only gone into public service a year earlier this was a a special flight from barbados to heathrow took under four hours real time travel and whatever it was she was there a couple of important crossings. 1991, the Dartford crossing across the Thames east of London, now the Queen Elizabeth II Bridge. Uh, 1994, she took a Eurostar train through the Channel Tunnel to meet Francois Mitterrand, at the time the French president, to attend the opening ceremony of the tunnel. Um, and She carried on opening stuff because that's what you do when you're a monarch all the way through to the marvellous Elizabeth line named in her honour. Wow, she seems to have been an extraordinary traveller. No complaints ever I've heard of, of jet lag, of the fatigue which comes from uh, the kind of tours which I think probably royal tours and rock tours probably get quite similar and you think is this if it's Tuesday it must be Cleveland or Belgium or wherever you happen to be anyway we are and I speak I hope on behalf of you and everyone else who has only ever known Queen Elizabeth as our monarch indebted to her for her extraordinary dedication to public service and the way that she united nations including i hope our own thank you very much indeed for listening enjoy your weekend goodbye